0: Somebody said praise the Lord. Dr. Seuss, huh? Well, I haven't had green eggs and ham in a long time. But I have been traveling here and there, and it's so good to be home on Sunday morning again. And uh, I, I don't know what has happened in my life other than it's all good. And Everywhere I have been, there's been the blessings of the Lord. And I appreciate that so, so very, very much because God is my help. He's my strong tower. And I love him very, very much. And uh, love this church. Thank God that I can still be alive and well. I don't know how long my journey will last on earth just because I've lived longer than I'm going to live. But I'm going to live life with everything that's in me, and I'm not going to stop till I drop. You may shop till you drop, but I'm not going to stop till I drop. And uh, there's something about the good word of the Lord that is ever alive and ever refreshing. In fact, coming to church on Sunday morning is a great blessing but uh, if that's all you're doing is coming to church on Sunday morning, you need to come throughout the week. You need to be here every service, every time there's prayer. You need to be in the house of the Lord. Somebody said amen. amen. The four-year-old boy told his father that he had a stomach ache, so his father suggested, well, son, that's because it's empty. You'll feel better if you put something into it. Gave the child a glass of juice and- felt better. The next week, the evangelist came to the house, and the evangelist said, man, I got a headache. And the little boy responded, that's because it's empty. You'd feel better if you put something in it. Today, we want to put something in it. If you came just to listen to a patty cake lesson, or you just came to a denominal church, you're mistaken, but we're glad you're here, because this is the best place to be. used to have a saying when we lit, when we had church down on 36 and 0 it was the best place to go is 36 and 0 and we've never come up quite a rhyme like that for this address but we have come up with the fact that we have come today to worship the Lord together in your presence and God's presence so I'm so happy to be here today And I would like to ask you to read in your Bibles. I'm not going to ask you if you have your Bibles. You should be reading from your Bible. It's all right that it can be on the screen. That's wonderful. And I thank God for those things. But your Bible is something you can carry in your hand and put in your heart. It's ever alive, and it makes rich the soul. Reading from the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, and beginning at verse number 1. And you, everybody say me. And you, uh, everybody say me. Me. Wait a minute. Everybody say me. Me. Oh, yeah, okay. Praise God. (laughs) Help me, Jesus. I am in a frame of mind because I am so happy to be here. I love Jesus, I love Him with all of my heart. And at my age, I'm just happy to be anywhere. But thank God we're here. We're here. So turn to your neighbor and say, I'm here. Praise God. And you, I love this passage of Scripture, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, Where in times past you walked according to the course of this world. That's a whole message in itself. You used to walk after the course of this world. You used to walk according to the prince of the power of the air. You used to walk according to the spirit that works in the children of disobedience. Aren't you happy you're free from all of that? Praise God. If you'll stick around, we'll show you the better way. There's a better way than walking with children of disobedience. There's a better way than walking with Lucifer, who's the prince of the powers of the air. We'll show you a better way. Verse 3, among whom also we had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace Ye are saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. If you haven't recognized it yet, Jesus Christ is in this place and we are sitting together. We are in heavenly places. In fact, this is as close as heaven as you're going to get on this side of heaven right here you might as well shout and rejoice because we're in heavenly places. Oh, come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. We're heavenly places. Praise God. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I'm preaching to you today the ages to come. Now, let me just state before we go any farther, I don't believe we have ages to come. The apostles did. But they believe Jesus could come then. We believe he can come now. I'm not looking for tribulation or persecution. That's coming to people. The wrath of God's coming. But I'm looking for the catching away the bride of Christ. I'm looking for Jesus Christ to come. Is anybody excited about Jesus Christ coming? Even though we're at the end of the world, and I believe that with everything that's in me, we're at the end of the world. I mean, the ecologists now are screaming because the air is cleaner and the sun is brighter, therefore causing global warming. Take that. Think about that. It'll sink in after a while. They used to say it was so bad it was causing global warming. Now they're saying the air is so clean. I, I don't want... I'm not, a, I'm not a scientist. I'm just saying God's making the air ready for his coming. You might as well split the clouds of glory today Come, Lord Jesus. So I want to preach to you today about the ages to come. I don't know how much longer we have in this life. I'm believing I'm going in the rapture. Is anybody with me? Does anybody want to go in the rapture? I'm sorry we have loved ones in the grave, but I want to go in the rapture. There's an old song that said, I'm not looking for a hole in the ground. I'm looking for a hole in the sky. That's an old song, but anyway, the age is to come. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Savior, we love you and thank you for your goodness, your greatness. I ask you to help us today. Let the Word of God come richly, fully, and complete. Do a work in our lives and our hearts, I pray, in the wonderful name of the Lord. And somebody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I will start with the last verse, verse number nine. Not of works, lest any man should boast. This gospel does not belong to us. It did not come to us alone. It belongs to Jesus Christ, but he imparted it, and we are now ambassadors of this great truth. It has been given to us. He said, not of works, lest any man should boast. The only thing I can boast of is in Jesus Christ, I've accomplished a few little things in life, but nothing like he has accomplished in my life. Has God done anything for you at all? Has God brought you out of a world of disobedience and brought you into submission of the song we just sang? Perfect submission. We are here because God has saved us out of a world of confusion. I believe it's worth telling somebody about. I believe it's worth telling somebody about. So... He said, not of works lest any man should boast. I cannot fill anybody with the Holy Ghost. I can teach you to repent, and that's our job as preachers. We can baptize you into the death of Jesus Christ. That's what the church does, baptized into the body. But it's Jesus Christ who fills you in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We need to recognize that this belongs to God I'm just a servant of his, but I'm going to serve him with everything in me. I read where humility is not just to think less of ourselves, but to think of ourselves less. Paul said, I preach nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Why do we talk about one another when we should be talking about Jesus Christ? You want a church to have revival, and we are in revival, and I thank God for it, but you want a mighty move of the Holy Ghost, quit talking among yourself about the weakness of life. Start talking about the power of the Holy Ghost. Start talking about the power of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's on the horizon, and he's about to come back. I want to be ready. Job, the 15th chapter, Eliphaz the Timonite, wrote these things. Are you the first man born? Or was thou made before the heels? He was kind of mocking Job for his belief, his stand. And then he said, hast thou heard the secret of God? And dost thou restrain wisdom unto thyself? I'm saying this to qualify the fact that I'm not preaching you my gospel. I'm preaching to you the gospel of Jesus Christ today. A preacher does not do well preaching about himself all the time. I'm not talking about illustration. I'm saying everything's built upon a preacher. That's not it. We're here in Christ's stead. If I'm preaching at all, I'm preaching because of the Holy Ghost. I'm preaching because of a revelation of who Jesus Christ is. And I want the ages to come to know that there's more than Then 1418 West Columbus, there's a heaven. Uh, This is about as close to heaven as you can get. The beautiful surroundings around here. But we're on the brink of the coming of the Lord. We need to talk about Jesus more. We need to talk about the coming of the Lord more. We need to talk about heaven. Oh, yes, we need to talk about heaven. 3,600,000,000 cubic miles in heaven. That means 3,600,000,000 cubic miles. People could have one cubic mile in heaven. Heaven's not just a little city somewhere. It's a whole universe that we need to prepare for and make sure that we're going there. Somebody ought to shout with me. I'm going. How about you? Oh, yes. Yeah, First Corinthians 4, verse number 1. Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. If you want to understand the Godhead come, We'll teach you. If you want to understand who Jesus Christ is, come. We'll teach you. We are stewards of the mysteries of God. We don't do this in a corner. We don't do this from our own theology, our own thinking. We do this because we believe the Bible. Does anybody believe the Bible today? He went on to say, For who maketh thee to differ from another? Or what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou had not received it? I got this from God. My elder, Brother I.H. Terry, drilled it into us. He got it from A.H. Browning, and it went all the way back to the Apostles. This is not a church organization that holds dear to their philosophies or thinkings. This is an apostolic truth that started 2,000 years ago. And he projected that in the ages to come, somebody would show the mercies of God. I'm here to tell you today that if Jesus Christ is here today, he wants to show you mercy. But greater than all of that, we need to hold on to that for tomorrow. And make sure that our children understand that God has given to us a special revelation. This is not a denomination. This is not a church organization. This is the church of Jesus Christ. He gave to us life and hope. And I came to worship him. I didn't come to worship man. No, sir. They asked the Pope one day, hey, what happens if you're wrong? He said 700 million Catholics will pray me out of purgatory. What if I'm wrong? I go to hell. I lose my soul. It's important that we understand the value of this great truth and hold it dear to our hearts. If you've had a revelation of who Jesus Christ is, you need to teach it to your children that in the ages to come... This church is now about 78 years old. It's not built on a man's philosophy. It's built on the truth of Jesus Christ. And that's what's preserved us. And that's what's going to keep us for the ages to come. If I could teach a lesson, preach to you, have a little revival spirit in this house today, I want you to know this church will last the time of ages that, that have gone by and will arrive in the glory world full and intact of his truth that is gospel. Because these young men that come to this pulpit, not only the ministry of pastor and bishop, but the young men come with a revelation of who Jesus Christ is. And you ought to shout with them every time they give you a scriptural truth. This This is not us. This is the truth of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Technology may change. Pews may change. Lights may change. Sound may change. But this truth does not change. Get your focus on the truth and let God see that you love this truth more than you love anything else in the world. I'm preaching today because I am, I am brokenhearted that somebody could walk away from this great truth. This is the greatest message. It's not a denominal truth. It's the truth of Jesus Christ. That in the ages to come, it has lasted the dark ages. It came through the dark ages. And now we have a revival church. We ought to be on our feet and worshiping God. And we need to be at the altar praying people through, having revival. This is revival time. Now to my text, that's a prelude. Now to my text that the age is to come. The Iroquois Indians had a maxim in the 1700s, and that maxim was their teaching of children. And it said and stated listen to this in every deliberation, we must consider the impact of our decisions on the next seven generations. I read it again. The Iroquois Indians, the 1800s, 1700s, they said in their teaching their children, in every deliberation, we must consider the impact of our decisions on the next seven generations. I visited the Inca Indians in Peru They had some great lessons. They did some great things. They had a sundial in one place that every June 21st and every December 21st, like clockwork, the sun showed through a little window on that sundial to let them know it was the beginning of harvest and the end of harvest. If they're that smart and they carried it from generation to generation, how much more should we continue to have? Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It started 2,000 years ago, some five, 6,000 years ago. It was prophesied in Scripture and today it's still happening. It's still happening today. It's not something that goes away by the flight of man. It doesn't happen by some change in administration. It has been here for the ages, and we're hooking on to it. We still believe in the infill of the Holy Ghost. We still believe in the baptism in Jesus' name. Somewhere, that in the ages to come, we must continue what we have received. <laughs> well, hallelujah. I hope you'll hear me today. We gotta hold on to what we have. There's no power like you feel right here in the well. There's nothing like the Holy Ghost. There's nothing like a changed life. <laughs> oh God, help us today. We ought to shout with victory every time we come to the house of God. This altar is brand new. The carpet is brand new. But the message that gets you here has been from the ages. And I promise you, it's not over yet. Oh, the Holy Ghost is in this house. If you think you're looking forward to revival, you're in the midst of it. Somebody ought to feel the Holy Ghost right now. Does anybody feel the Holy Ghost? This is older than the heels. It started with God a long time ago. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What we're feeling right now is God. I said what we're feeling right now is God. You're not feeling my experience. You're feeling the experience from God for you. It's been here for a long time and I'm saying it's going to be here for a long time tomorrow the Lord can come Deuteronomy 6 and 4 hear O Israel the Lord our God is one Lord one translation said our God the only God I like that because this has been given to us the gospel has been corrupted by denominationalism. It's been corrupted by organizations. It's been corrupted by men. But the Bible still stands. Every translation I have read, even the cotton patch translation that speaks about John 10 and 30, I, and my father, one, said he put all his eggs in one basket. Even the cotton patch Translation, hasn't lost what we hold today. We hold a truth that didn't come from this church. It came from the church. We're a part of the church. Hallelujah. It needs to be a mantra that we teach our children. You need to teach it in the morning. We had a great time just the other night sitting in the living room talking about The essence of God, the origin of God, the beginning of God, the beginning of the church, and all the oneness of God. I'm here to tell you there's nothing like an apostolic church. There's nothing like the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You can search far and wide, but you won't find what you find at an altar in a true apostolic church. You got to get it in your spirit. I'm concerned about those who can walk away and go back to the weak and beggarly elements of our world. It's sad that some can walk away from this truth. I wonder today if you could say with me that I'm going to hold this uh, for the ages to come. One. I'm going to hold this for the ages to come. I'm not backing up. I'm not giving up. I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm going to preach till I drop because this valuable thing that I have on the inside of me was given to me by God, taught to me by my pastor and believed in my spirit and I love it and somebody should shout amen. Hallelujah. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Something about the word of God, get it in your spirit and it'll guide you. It'll help you. Well, the Muslim world, they teach their doctrine, their dogma so strong that wherever they are, they'll spread a cloth, wash their hands, wash their mouth, and begin to pray towards Mecca. And sometimes, if we're not careful, we won't even pray during service. I was in a place of business the other day. They got to talking about the bad things that's going on in our world, and I just had to concur, yes, it's getting bad. But let me tell you something, something can be better. Let's pray together. And we prayed together in an office. I know it's getting quiet because you don't want to do that. But if the Muslims can do it, we ought to do it. I'm not condemning a Muslim right now. I'm telling you, if they can pray to their God, we ought to pray to our God. We have something better. They make a promise of some, some things in heaven they can't fulfill scripturally. They can't fulfill it. But we have something from the Word of God we can fulfill. If they can pray, we ought to pray. I said, if they could pray, we ought to pray. Oh, somebody can get the Holy Ghost right now. You don't even have to wait for me to finish preaching today. You can have the Holy Ghost standing right where you are. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. Hey, the Spirit of God is in this place right now. And... If they can dress holy, I said, if they can dress holy, we have something longer than them, better than them, more truth than them. I'm not trying to put anybody down, I'm just telling you, we have something better. What we promised you, God's gonna fulfill. But if they can dress holy, how much more should we dress holy? I'm not here to tell you anything about holiness. That's the pastor's job and the teacher's job. But I'm telling you, if the world has anything at all, we should have more. Proverbs chapter 22, verse number one. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. Oh, the loving favor of God. Verse three. A prudent man foreseeth the evil. I want to deal with something real quick. I just mentioned it. There's a falling away. I understand that. I weep over it. I hate to see anybody go back to the weak and beggarly elements of the world. We're not in this to see people go backwards, but a prudent man foresees the evil. Look at what's happening in our world. You need to vote scripturally. Just vote scripturally. That's all I'm going to say about politics. Just vote scripturally. Look where the world's going. A prudent man sees the evil of it this church the church of jesus christ is the greatest thing going i've had the privilege to travel somewhat various places in the world and i'm telling you everywhere i go i can walk into a saint of god's house and feel like i'm related because i am they're my brothers and sisters we speak the same language we talk in tongues to the same god I may not understand their common language but I understand it when they begin to speak in other tongues uh, as the Spirit of God gives the evidence. Come on church uh, we can never walk away from we can never dilute it. We can never forsake it. We stand on this truth till Jesus Christ comes uh, for the in the ages to come in the ages to come get a hold of it. Don't backslide don't look back. Don't go back to the wicked beggar. Get in here with the riches of his mercy Get in here with the riches of his mercy. We have a great, big, wonderful God that can give you the promises. Hallelujah. God created you as you are and surgery will never change that. I was in a woman's body for nine months. When I came out, they said... It's a boy. I've never been confused. Danny McAllister and I grew up together jumping pogo sticks till I fell and hit my head on the cement by, right by a 57 Chevy. Oh, if we had that today. I'll tell you something that we do have, Brother McAllister. We have what your mama put in us. Forget the 57 Shivy. I'll take what she put in us. And it's kept us. My father received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in 1917. Died at the age of 96. Haven't had the Holy Ghost 88 years. You've heard all that. I'm only saying that again to tell you, it will keep you. It will keep you. It will keep you. When did you receive the Holy Ghost? When have you prayed through? When have you renewed it? This isn't something you go get at a bar. This isn't something you buy from the drug dealer. This isn't something you shoot up in your veins. This is something you get in your spirit. And it makes you brand new in Christ Jesus. You're a brand new creation. Starting life all over again. As babes in Christ. Desire the sincere milk of the word. My, my, my. Fifth and sixth verse. Psalm said train up a child the way it should go and when he's old he won't depart from it. I've heard some say well my child departed from it. I have some family that departed from it but it never departs them. I was on the phone this week with a couple of them they're miserable they're broken I'm broken because of it. I want them saved. But they cannot shake where they are. But if they would get here, your family and my family, if they would get here, this is not mine to give them of myself. If I give them at all, I'm giving them something that God gave me. Oh, Hallelujah. And it'll last until Jesus Christ comes. It's lasted through the ages. And I don't know when Jesus Christ is coming. But let me tell you, he's coming. Yes. I said he's coming. Get a hold of this. Don't let it be shaken from you. The Bible said you can make your bed in hell and the Lord is there. You can fly to the uttermost and he's there. You'll never get away from this. That's why he said it will never depart from them. You cannot outrun God if God's dealing with you. You know what? This altar is wide open right now if God's dealing with you. Because you can't run from this when God begins to deal with you. My, my, my. Tears begin to stream at night because you're miserable. You begin to rock and roll in your bed because you can't figure out what's going to happen tomorrow. You're in your sleep, tormented in your bed, tormented in your kitchen table, tormented in your living room. Let me tell you something. If you make your bed in hell, pick up your bed. Jesus, take your bed and walk. If you made your bed in hell, pick up your bed right now. You made your bed, lie in it, oh no. You made your bed, pick it up and walk to an altar right now. Pick it up and walk to an altar right now. You made your bed, pick it up. What happened on Acts chapter two is happening today right here. Pick up your bed and walk to this altar. You made your bed. You don't have to lie in it. We're offering you the mercies of Almighty God. We're offering you salvation today. There's only one God, and he's in this place right now. Oh, hallelujah. Don't be afraid. I, there's one already. There's one already. Is there another in this house? Is there another? You made your bed. Pick up your bed and walk to this altar. God bless you. Here comes another one. God bless you. You made your bed. You don't have to lie in it because there's a greater truth. There's a greater truth. We went to the 50th anniversary yesterday of Brother and Sister Black. I learned something about them yesterday that at the age of 13, She went to the former assistant pastor of this church who started a church in Corcoran, California. She has roots that's lasted ever since she got the Holy Ghost to this day. You see, you may may get involved with religion, but religion doesn't save you nor keep you. If you don't believe what I... happening in our denominal world right now we're buying their churches we just bought one in Antigua, California congregation dwindled I just preached a week in Springfield congregation dissipated they disappeared they bought that church it's paid for a million dollar building paid for bought for the pennies What's his name in North Dakota? Bought that Lutheran church for pennies, brother. Brother Puckett bought a church for pennies. You know why? They don't have it. It hasn't lasted. They changed their doctrine. They fell apart from it. Not us, church. We still believe you can have the Holy Ghost. We still believe you can have your sins washed away. water, the water, let me tell you about the water, the water God created the water in the beginning of the world. The water is a symbol of his death. We baptize you in the symbolism of death. I agree with that but what makes that water powerful is the name of Jesus. you can be you can go swimming and it doesn't help you. but when you're baptized in Jesus name, that makes that baptism go all the way back to Calvary and your sins are washed away. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I wished I could preach to somebody. If you made your bed in hell, pick it up. Walk to this altar. This church stands ready to pray you through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There's something happening right now. The move of the Holy Ghost is right in this place right now. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, lift your hands together. Pour out your spirit, Savior. Pour out your spirit, Savior. Pour out your spirit, Savior. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There's victory in the house of God today. There's power in the house of God today. That in the ages to come. That that in the ages to come. Oh yes! Oh oh, oh, yes! Oh oh, yes! Oh yes!